0: Anian, The real thrill of working on that car is when you get to do a timing belt. Oh boy, it's it's like a religious yeah. experience because you're talking to God a whole lot. Does this ring a bell?
1: Oh God, oh God, oh God. That's me in the spot.
0: Ron and Anian. You know, if we were standing at the counter at the shop, I would tell you, let's cover the basics from a safety concern because I'm always worried about something broken, hanging, falling off. Don't think of it as work. The whole point is just to enjoy yourself. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage door. Are open, but I am here to take your calls at 855 560
2: 9900. And now, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go
0: through life, sir. It's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. Ron and and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. Here to take your calls and answer your questions, 855-560-9900. Ron and and the Car Doctor at your service. More information about this radio show, cardoctorshow.com. If you need me during the week, ron at cardoctorshow.com. And in between, if you want to podcast or listen back to something that you might have heard on this show or you're a continuous podcaster, thank you. You can get out to cardoctorshow.com and squeeze on over through the podcast tab. You'll find yourself at Spree or com or just download it onto your phone on your smartphone i can't tell you how many people i showed during the course of the week they say hey how can i hear the show i'm out on the road all the time i'm listening in my car but i you know it's not the time when the show is on uh you know every every phone or just about every phone either has a podcast app or the ability to take a podcast app just download the podcast app look for ron and Annie and out on the podcast list and click subscribe and all i don't know we're up to i don't know how many shows are out there three four hundred something like that and the past log they keep up to that point so um you can just take the car doctor with you wherever you want to go aren't you excited um I don't know where to start today. I should point out, too, a couple of things going on. We're doing a couple of giveaways um, today, this hour, or next hour. We're going to be giving away a $25 O'Reilly Auto Parts giveaway. Um, you know, Simply the fact that you can go down to O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's a great place for Dad. Take Dad to O'Reilly Auto Parts. That's what you want to do. You want to take Dad to O'Reilly Auto Parts. For, uh, for Father's Day. Uh, that's next weekend, and or the upcoming weekend, and uh, we'll be sending that out to a lucky winner uh, this hour or next hour. I haven't decided which. It's up to Tom and Mikey over there in the control room. And uh, we've got a book to give away. Mikey, pick up the copy of the... That's it. I forgot that... I'm, I'm sorry. Um, oh, that's right, from Dr. Richard McCann. You know, I, I love Dr. McCann. He's, he's a funny guy. He... We, we converse all the time across the pond, as he says. Uh, Dr. Richard McCann, has continuing adventures, classic car adventures, um, all sorts of, you know, <laughs> funny, idealistic uh, conversations about, um, you know, uh, uh, all about, Mikey, move that page. There you go. Uh, what's that say? Anglias, Bentleys, Bugattis, Bugatti, is it Bugatti or Bugatti? Bugatti you you know Bugatti yeah there you go okay I want to make sure I get the enunciation right um, and Cortina so uh, just all kinds of stuff like that maybe I should include my niece Casey in that book uh, you know before the show we were just we we're a little bit of a panic my niece Casey ended up with through through a friend of a friend she's going to a wedding out in Pennsylvania so they gave her a 2011 Maserati uh, Gran Turismo to go in right figure we'll send the kid out in style Well, right now it's in her driveway. She's got the key stuck in the ignition. The battery went dead. They can't open the trunk because it's an electric trunk lock. And in order to get to the battery, the battery's in the trunk. The trunk lock won't work because the battery's dead and the key's stuck in the ignition so you can't use the key. And she called Uncle Ronnie in a panic and I said, I got to go, kid. I'm 30 seconds to air. We'll talk about this in two hours. So, 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 wait a minute. This is a high-end car with an electric trunk lock and they put the battery in the trunk. What part of this don't you understand? Who designed this thing? The Italians. I, you know, it's... <laughs> listen, um, you know, nothing against Italians, but I'm just saying it's Maserati. Who do you think owns it? It's... it's but every, everything is... That's the way it is. It's a high-end car. They never break. All right? Or so they say. But, um, you know, I guess you're ready for that kind of aggravation. But aggravation... Aggravation comes in all makes and models of cars, right? And, you, you know, we, we've got to think of it like that. Um, I don't know where to start this hour. I've got, I've got two cars on my mind from the shop this week. One's a 2009 Toyota Camry that the alternator was uh, just an exercise in stupidity to replace when you had to take half the car apart. Or do we want to talk about, let's talk about the 2000 Ford E150 van, the plumber's truck. All right. With 135,000 miles on it and a testimony to what Ford is building or and continues to build, right? Original water pump. 135,000 miles, 19 years old. That's great. Not so great for the guy that's got to finally change it, which I drew the straw. So, my ribs are all kind of beat up this week because you're leaning over the radiator and the water pump is down underneath and it's it's a little bit of a bear to get to. And did I tell you it's 19 years old, and it's a little bit stuffed in there on this little 4.2-liter V6, and everything's kind of rusty and crunchy. And, you know, easy enough to get to it, but getting it out is an art form because, well, here's what happened. you You take off the air cleaner duct, the intake duct, the shroud comes out, and now you're looking at the pump. And there's a metal tube that comes into the top of the water pump, and they call it a heater tube assembly all right and this is where the heater hoses come in it splits off and it branches off there's 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 three nipples that this tube feeds all coming out of the water pump and i'm looking at it and i'm saying you know 19 years old and it won't come out i finally undid all three hoses in the back clamp oh mama mia what a what a what a clamp that was to get off because it wasn't facing the direction that i wanted it to primarily because the person that worked on it before us must have had the. I'm thinking they had the intake manifold off, and they never thought that somebody would position it in the right spot. Should it ever have to come back up again? You know that's important, right? You work on a car, you got to think about. You got to think about the next guy, and you got to think about that next guy might be you. And they just had poor clamp positioning, you know. So making taking it apart this trip was just that much more difficult. So I get all the clamps off, and what I ended up doing was I. I The bottom bolts going in for the pump were all frozen. The steel bolts were frozen in the aluminum housing. A very little bit of heat, and, you know, I I hit it with my inductor, which is that electric cattle prod-looking device that heats up the middle. I just touched it just a little bit, just enough to kind of wake the steel up, and sure enough, I was able to get the pump out. Now I've got to get the tube separated from the pump. The metal tube pushes in with a – it's held in with a little 10-millimeter bolt or 6-millimeter thread, 10-millimeter head. And, you know, the steel has now frozen itself to the aluminum. And I finally got it apart, lots of heat and wiggle and jiggle and, you know, trying to get it to look around. But then I decided as I'm looking at it, like I wanted to make this job even more complicated. I said, you know, the, the worst part about doing this job is not doing it the first time, but doing it the second time. Because you don't want to do this job the second time. And it really becomes a bear. Naturally, a Motorcraft water pump went into this, a PW 412, if I remember right, and that was wonderful. You take it out, it's there. It's it's just just everything good about Motorcraft and their parts. Just just you know, they always do the right thing. But you got to look for this tube. Where are you going to find this tube? And it was a question of, and a matter of, you know, it's it's late on Friday, and you're trying to get the car out the door. The plumber needs the truck for a Saturday job. And you've got to go, so you've got to explain what it is. And you know, I, I kept looking it up as you know the water pump metal tube, or the or the or the heater hose tube, or the, and that isn't what they call it. The actual technical name was heater tube assembly. And where I found it, I went to where I always go. You hear me talking about it, FordParts.com. They had an exploded view of the parts breakdown, and I could see the picture of what it is that I wanted. And I went, yeah, I need that. And then I was able to search and reference it. Ford didn't have it available. No local dealer had it available, but it was available through MotorCraft. And I was able to find it on the MotorCraft catalog, and I was able to order from my MotorCraft supplier. And that just makes the job go that much easier, and we put it all back together, and, you know, voila, there we were. The catch was, okay, and sometimes you just get bit, you're... you're you know, you, it's, it's the devil's in the details, I always say. I put it together. The water pump doesn't leak. But wouldn't you know, right, because, and he didn't want to do the lower radiator. He didn't want to do any of the hoses, because normally I would do hoses. He didn't want to do hoses because he had had them done by a prior shop about three, four years ago. So I left the hoses alone. Wouldn't you know there's a drip off the lower radiator hose <laughs> where the clamp, because, you know, I'm, I'm using the factory clamp, and it just didn't quite pinch the the, 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 the output Surface of the water pump flange So I ended up having to take the hose off And I looked, there was a big chunk of calcium on the old pump I, I you know, I'm not going to clean out the hose I, I again, out to MotorCraft.com and, and looked up the part And I was able to get, you know, lower I did upper and lower radiator hoses I'm not fooling around with this twice uh, And it just it just made a nicer sandwich And the key comes back to Whether it's MotorCraft or, or, or something else The point of this story isn't the degree of difficulty I mean, it is but it's also about you want to install confidence. You don't want to have to do the job twice. And, and that's where repair shops you know, either make the mistake or they get caught short and they have an issue. I can't express it enough. You know, there's enough choices out there when it comes to parts that you can make an intelligent choice and buy something that you know works. And that's really the key. In, in, in all of this, because Jeff's out there today, he's using his van, he's happy, he's kind of rolling along and, and, and doing what he's got to do. And, um, you know, he's there partly because of Motorcraft, and um, I, I got to give a tip of the hat. They did a great job of, of, of distributing parts and um, you know, doing what they had to do. And by the way, let me point out this this we're gonna we're gonna dedicate this segment of the show because of that. We're gonna dedicate this segment of the show to folks over at Motorcraft. Remember, Motorcraft parts are recommended by Ford. They offer high quality vehicle specific applications for all Ford motor Ford motor at Lincoln vehicles. They've done it for the past five decades. Motorcraft parts offer OE approved specifications and performance for all Ford and Lincoln repairs. You can find more information at Motorcraft.com and. They'll save your bacon. They saved the car doctor's bacon yesterday. They can do it for you, too. I'm Ron Any and the car doctor. I'll be back right after this. Call us. We'll call. That's right. If you call and we're not
2: live, you can leave a message and we'll call you back to get you on the air with Ron. 855-560-9900. Speaking of Ron, here he is.
0: Let's go over and talk to Donna in Maine with the 2017 Ford Edge. Donna, how may I help you today?
1: Hi, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I had been in the habit of checking my oil and tire pressure on uh, my car, um, but I've gotten a little lazy and I was thinking, you know, I got those lights, they'll just turn on if I need to do something. But then I thought, are they, really, are they really accurate? Can I trust the lights? I'm the, you know, to tell me when the air pressure's low, and also to tell me when I need to change my oil, because I've been um, just changing it every thousand miles, but the owner's manuals just go until the light turns on. So Yeah, just, you, you know, know, I mean,
0: how, 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 how often do you change your oil, Donna?
1: fine i'm doing i'm doing about 5000 miles or okay. maybe a little more like right. i let it go last time cuz i'm like i'm waiting for the light and you know but i like you know just on the oil and the oil's most important but also on the tire pressure can right. i trust those lights and just do wait for them to come on and then go do it
0: well yeah i mean listen that light the the, the tire pressure monitoring light isn't meant as a safety check for does the car have enough... It is isn't it isn't. Does the car have enough pressure in the tires? It's, mm. you know, it's a warning when one tire is low in comparison to the others and then out of range of the spec of whatever the door placard says. Mm. So one of the things that checking tire pressure does beyond, you know, the 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 tires all have whatever it is, 33, 35, 40 pounds of air in them, whatever spec is, but it also gives you, you know two seconds to, you know, look the tire over. How does the tire look? How's the wear factor? Is there anything mm-hmm. sticking out of a tire that, you know, no sensor in the world is going to tell you that until it physically leaks and creates an issue? And, mm-hmm. you know, in particular, if you're taking a trip and you're going somewhere, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that looking at tires on a regular basis, you have know, to do it every week, once a month, is, is generally recommended. Just, you know, take a walk around the car. By the same token, take a walk around the car, spend two minutes a month, Check tire pressure and check all the exterior bulbs because chances are your car doesn't have a, a, a device on it that's going to tell mm-hmm. you when a, when, a, when a bulb is out and you won't find out you know. until you get pulled over. And then it might be a ticket, you know, and that's no fun. Um, as, as, as far as oil changes, eh, listen, you're, you're talking to the wrong guy if you think I'm going to tell you to, and I'm not saying you are, but if you think I'm going to say, hey, you know, um, count on the lights to tell you what's good or bad um, you, you know you know what they call those lights right and by no means idiot, am I say yeah lights. I'm not saying you're that all right but you know the, the the idiot lights it really should be okay you know this is this is this is telling you that in about two seconds the car is gonna stop because the engine seized. you know this <laughs> is the lot. this is the this is the failure all right uh you know nothing nothing causes preventative maintenance to work better than taking preventative maintenance and just you know sticking your head under the hood uh because you never know what you're gonna find you know i worked on a what the heck was it this week I think it was a. Oh, I remember what it was. I've got a, I've, I've still got a couple of Saturns. Remember Saturn, the People's Car Company. Yeah. That, you know, it's going to change the industry, which it did. It changed the industry, made everybody buy something else. But <laughs> you know, I've still got a customer or two out there that have older Saturns. And this one fella, his daughter's driving it, and it leaves. It's gone from the house for six to eight months at a clip, and every time it comes back, I always do an over overdue, way overdue oil change. And this week, uh-huh. I, I it came in, and I did the oil change, and I lifted the hood, and there was a giant mouse nest. Under the hood, oh, and wow. you know, part of the wiring harness was chewed up, and they were starting. To, you know, the critters were starting to get into the car and go all over the place, and you know, that's what I mean. You know, lo- walking around the car, it's it's you find things that you won't find if you're counting on the light, and all right. you know, yeah, unfortunately, it's. And listen, I commend you. I think I think that's uh, I think that's a really great thing that you're doing. You know what I'm going to do for you, Donna? I'm going to sit tight. Listen to this. Here, are, are you a car person? I bet you're a car person, right? Um,
1: a, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: I. So, Doctor Doctor McCann, Richard McCann from England. He's he's been he he authored a he's authored a few books. He's a, he's a real fun guy to talk to. I'm reading the chapter on Corvettes. He's he's talking about himself. He's. 12 years old, walking down a road in England, it's, it's, he's a mile into a six-mile walk home, and some fella shows up in England driving a brand-new Chevrolet Corvette. Now, how often did that happen here in the States? But you can imagine this happening over in England, right? And he, mm-hmm. goes on, he goes on to talk about the sensation and hitting the pedal, and away they went, and the sound of the Beach Boys and the convertible top, and all that all that, that experience was to a 12-year-old and how it helped mold him into a complete car nut, right? And here he is so many years mm-hmm. later. We're going to send you out a copy of this book from Dr. McCann, Classic Car Adventure. So if you stay on the line, Tom thank will you. get your information. And um, you know what, read it, enjoy it, give it to your friends. It's a great copy. It's available up on Amazon. I think you'll appreciate it. You're a car person. Even non-car people would appreciate it, but it's just you know what, luck of the draw, you happened to hit me just right today. So you do well, that. And, uh, thank you. You're very welcome. Stay on the line. Tom will get your information. Uh, you know, Cars are an experience, and that's... that's <laughs> You know, it's, it's, there's always that little bit of a turn-on that everybody instantly goes back. Nobody has walked into the shop and said, wow, is that a 2009 Camry? You know, no, it just doesn't happen. But every time I sneak over into Third Bay and I'm working on the Monte Carlo, I'll tell you what, it's, it's every week. My mom had one of those. Wow. I remember my mom used to take me to the supermarket on Saturday. We went in her Monte Carlo. It was a big deal because the Monte Carlo was so special. Or my dad had a Monte Carlo. Or my dad gave me his Monte Carlo, and that was my high school car. And, you know, that just doesn't happen with modern stuff. And that's why books like Dr. McCann, Classic Car Adventures are so important. That's why classic cars are so important. And it's that love that we have for the automobile that, that you're just never going to see anything replace it's just it's just a grand and glorious time we're in the waning days of it i agree you know it might be five years ten years twenty years but you're going to see it change a whole lot uh you know in, in the next in the next half a century so uh, just enjoy it while you can i'm ron and the car doctor we'll be back right after this 855-560-9900 talk to you then Oh, do I have to talk now? I like this. Can we play this a little bit? Yeah, it's getting me in shape. See, I'm getting ready to dance. Um, see, I'm getting in shape, Mikey. I'm gonna lose the. I'm. am You know, that's why I'm. I'm going to the gym now. Did I tell you that? Yeah, I'm doing CrossFit. So I've been doing CrossFit for two years. I got. I got hurt the first time I went. Um, uh, well, you know what? you got to stay in shape working on cars, right? Even at this age, at this age of 112, uh, you know, it's, um, I hurt my foot the first time, and then the second time I hurt the other foot, and then I waited to go back, and now I'm back again. Um, and a lot of it's just, you know, the age thing. But you got to really, you know, physical shape working on cars is a hard thing. And a lot of what I do, um, it's funny because I learned that, you know, when you squat to pick up a 20-inch tire, your arms are out like this, and you bend at the knees, and you go, you go up, you go down. You, it, it's just like doing CrossFit. So uh, you know, it's a, I can dance like that too. See, so I can. I'll go get. I'll, I'll I'll go back to the house. I'll get my white. You know, what was it? It was a. a it was a leisure suit. You're too young. You don't remember this. Wasn't it a white leisure suit? Ask Tom. He probably still has his. Uh, <laughs> um, so, But anyway, But um, yeah, CrossFit Bison Midland Park. That's where the car doctor hangs out. Let's go and talk to Fred in North Carolina. Fred, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help?
2: Uh, thanks for taking my call, Ron. You're welcome. What's going on? Um, I've been listening to your podcast for quite a little while now, trying to catch up to current events, but uh, I've listened yesterday to a comment you made in 2016 about purchasing uh, OEM parts from an online unnamed discount, I'd say discount, uh, parts place. And I have been religiously buying um, motorcraft parts for my 2000 Lincoln Town Car, which now has 209,000 miles on it, and Mopar parts for my 19, uh, 2009 Dodge Grand Caravan, my wife's car. Okay. Um, that only has 45000 on it. But um, I think you said something about perhaps these uh, stores online have not necessarily the top-level parts that the OEM carries, like at the dealership. And I've never heard that before, so I just wanted to hear more about that because... You kind of dashed my hopes of being able to get getting OEM parts uh, for maybe a little less price online.
0: I think you have to be careful buying parts OE or otherwise online. All right, um, I've seen documented cases. I, I I've been involved in a few where you think you're buying one of one of my local large part suppliers. You think you're buying it was a General Motors power power window motor. And it was in a it was in a quote unquote GM parts box and when you got it you pulled it out and it looked just like the aftermarket version. And after a little bit of research, what happened was the parts house very deceptively uh, went to China, had the, the label printed to look similar to but not exactly like and it was a it was it was a it wasn't a counterfeit part it was it was to me because it wasn't an O. E. G. M part mm-hmm. and it just you know it's just something that's that's of concern now i also see there are other sources non oe that are selling oe parts or claiming to sell oe parts and they sell them at a considerable discount and I sit there and I say, "How can that be? All right, listen. Dollars are dollars, right? It still has to add up. If if they're selling a fifty-dollar part for five bucks, how can they do that? And, and that's that's probably a pretty fair example because some of the discounts I see are so steep. And Mike, well, haven't, I haven't seen
2: that kind of a discount, so so that my, the red flag didn't rise in my case. But yeah. maybe uh, it should have.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I've seen fifty-dollar parts selling for ten. I see that I see that a lot, and I sit there and I say to myself, you know, how can that be? Are these factory seconds? And you know, I think there's probably yeah. you know product overrun that they, they you know they have to get rid of. They get their first fifty thousand when the stamping mold works. They take the first fifty thousand pieces, fine. They 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 bang out another ten thousand or you know maybe in between the fifty thousand run, they get ten thousand that aren't exactly right, and they you know send those out as seconds. I. You know, I think the key, Fred, comes back to that if you're buying parts, and you know, particularly, you know, OE parts, it's you know, you got to look for licensed by, all right. If they, if somebody says they're licensed by Motorcraft, for example, all right, we'll use your example. If someone says they're licensed by Motorcraft or they're an authorized Motorcraft distributor, yeah, you got to believe that's, you know, that's that's the real deal. And as long as the company is based here in the states and it's authorized or licensed by Motocraft or Ford or whoever the case might be, you're getting real stuff, and, and and I'm comfortable there. But if they can't provide me with that guarantee, and if they're offshore... You ever sue anybody in China, Fred? <laughs>
2: uh, not yet. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, it's... it's it's You know how difficult that is? Uh, you know, I forget how many different dialects alone there are in the country of China that you, you got to find somebody to talk to, and it's... it's it's, it's just about darn near impossible. So I, I think the OE parts are there that you can do it online. And I think, you know, depending upon what part of the country you're in, you're, you're going to find that, you know, it's, it's probably – it makes a lot of sense in a lot of cases. Somebody said to me the other day we were having a conversation about – oh, I know what it was. JJ, my friend JJ from RPM Hot Bumpers called me yesterday. Called me yesterday at 4.30. Like, I got time for this, right? 4.30 on a Friday we're trying to get cars out. It calls me up, and I'll always answer. The, I answer the phone for anybody. I don't care. And I figured somebody's in trouble. It's 4.30. Let me talk to him. He says, Ron, if you knew what you knew now, would you still get into the business at this point in your life to do it for another 20 years? And I'm like, at 4.30 on a Friday, JJ, like, we, we really got time for this? He says, well, the question becomes, do you think there's going to be enough of the industry around? In, in five years or ten years, right. because everybody's going to be have a, have a subscription for a car, and I've been reading about that. Have you seen the conversations about that? Yep. You're, you're going to subscribe to a car. You're not going to buy a car. You're not going to lease a car. You're going to subscribe. You're going to have a car subscription like a magazine subscription and just throw the car away completely, just totally disposable. You know, it's like taking copies of Newsweek magazine for five years, and then the next subscription shows up. And I said, you know, part of the problem and part of the reason they talk about this happening is the complexity of the vehicle and the ability to manufacture exact quality parts to keep the vehicle going. It's an issue. And I, I said, I don't know that I'm, I'm going to see the aftermarket or, you know, anything other than OE parts go away, but I think it stresses the need. The newer the car, 14, 15, 16 model year, 17 model year, and so on, it stresses the need for OE spec or OE parts because it's, 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 there's a lot of engineering that go into the car parts today, the different metals, the different, you know, electronic technology. That it, it's you know you're you're doing it the right way, Fred. You're you're, you're sourcing the best, and I commend you for it. Well, um, I will do
2: some more checking at the place I've been buying, but um, and thank you, Ron. I want to tell you what you know. What really attracted me to your podcast? It's your cla- your passion for
0: classic rock. <laughs> uh, you know. Listen, I'm an old school guy. You, you know, Fred. We're I'm, 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 I'm about
2: getting, the same age, Ron. Yeah,
0: I you know it's it's well I you know. I was telling somebody this yesterday, too, and it, it always comes back to cars, and they said, what is it about your Monte Carlo? You know, I've got a 72 Monte Carlo that I went to college in, and it's not the exact same car, but it's like that car, same color combination, everything, and I said, you know, it's the memories of, and it's, it's just, it was just, it was cooler, simpler times, man. You went out on Friday night, you went out for an ice cream, or, well, back in the day we were probably going out for beers, but, you know, it was just, it was just simpler times. And everything wasn't so complicated, cars weren't so complicated, times weren't so complicated, and the rock and roll made sense. You could listen to music and understand it. And I I, I try to respect everything. Fred, you ever listen to modern-day, what they call modern-day rock and roll? Does it make any sense to you?
2: Uh no, not, I don't listen to it much. Yeah,
0: it's, it's. so I don't know. I, you know what, you got to give John Lennon credit. A lot of the things he said 40, 50 years ago still make sense today. Um, and some of the classic rock from that era in the 60s and the 70s still makes sense today. So. Hey, Fred, I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for uh, thanks for being part of the Car Doctor family, Thank you, sir. Ron. You're very welcome. You take good care. 855-560-9900. Ron and the Car Doctor coming back right after this. First gear, it's all
1: right.
0: into the car doctor 855-560-9900. I want to talk to you about well, you can learn a lot I can learn a lot and I tend to learn a lot about the thought process the motoring public goes through by listening and you know you're you're having breakfast with friends and you know you're you're out to dinner you're at a social situation. and it's interesting. So many people say, well I go to this mechanic, because and i don't even initiate the conversation good lord i don't even tell people what i do or who i am or i i don't want to know you know people ask me what do you do for a living i tell them i'm a sign painter it, you know it's it's i just i just you know i just don't want to get into it because as soon as they find out i'm a mechanic and god help me if they find out what i do on the weekend i mean that's just the questions just start coming in it's just you know um uh it's just unbelievable But a lot of people lately, I hear them say, well, I go to this mechanic because he gives me a good price on parts, or he gives me a cheap oil change, or he'll do the job cheap. I'm hearing less people talk about he does the job right, or he'll do the job, he'll diagnose it first. I actually heard somebody the other day say, well, I stopped going to that mechanic because he was trying to fix a problem with my car with a check engine light. And after the seventh time of him changing parts, I said, you know, maybe there's got to be a better way and maybe I should pay for a diagnosis. And like this, I was just about to, you know, my hand over my mouth, like, are you kidding me? Like, now we're going to think about diagnosing it? The part shotgun went off under the hood, and there's so many shiny parts, you need sunglasses to keep yourself from going blind. And now you want to start a diagnosis? Cars are not getting simpler. They're they're they're, they're getting more and more complicated. They're, the, the computer involvement, the proliferation, the amount of electronics, all the crazy gadgets and gizmos that everybody is demanding be put on cars and placed into cars is, is really... The, the amount of technology that's under the hood today—it's staggering. It it wears you out. I mean, I got to tell you, working on cars from that perspective—it wears you out. You jump from one system to the next, and by the end of the day, by the end of the week, you're just like, I want something simple to work on. You know, you want to work on a wheelbarrow, all right? Two handles, two handles, one tire, a couple of bearings, and you're done. There's not much, you know, no scan tool needed. But I want to just take a minute, if I can, to encourage you to maybe. Stop looking at price so much. And, you know, put it on a couple other factors. Look at you know, how far does it go? How far does the car go? Is it 100,000 miles and you're getting rid of it? Or do you get to 200,000 miles on a regular basis with the car? Do you find that it's fixed right the first time? Do you find that you're treated correctly and with respect? And it's it's interesting, right? If you, if you listen... To women all right talk about car repair they talk about going into the repair facility and how aware they are I just had this conversation with someone this morning how aware they are of how the men in the facility treat them look at them and receive them because a woman always has to be aware of her surroundings and I never really thought about that That um, that's an interesting perspective and that's part of it too But yet, someone, that same person was telling me that it's about price. So I kind of, you know, I'm trying to weigh it out in my head. Um, So just just think about it. Just be aware that, you know, it's not always about price. It's about accuracy. There's a lot of factors that that, that come into, um, you know, repairing a car. And the next time you say, well, I go to this guy because he's cheap. I go to this mechanic because he's cheap. I want you to insert the word doctor, all right? I'm going to go to this doctor because he's the cheapest, all right? And I'm going to go to this doctor because he's going to give me a deal on the on the, on the gallbladder operation. And I'm going to go to this doctor because he's going to set my leg for free when I break it skiing because he did the last three repairs at full price. And, you know, you think about it, there's quite a comparison there because a mechanic really holds your life in his hands because if he does something cheap, wrong, incorrectly, quickly, inaccurately... You're gonna need the doctor anyway. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. The car doctor's coming back right after this. Welcome back. Why don't I the car doctor? You know, Mikey, if you keep eating like that, you're gonna to have to join me down at CrossFit. Let me know where it is. I'm uh, gonna have to join you soon. You know, yeah, CrossFit Bison Midland Park Greenwood Ave. So come on down. Uh, the first the first set of barbells are on me. Should I act uh, like I don't know you? Um, yeah, pretend you don't know me and you don't know what I do Because it's a secret And you can bring Tom because we need a couple of more dumbbells down there oh, <laughs> That was pretty good huh? No, I love Tom I've sh- I got to stop picking on Tom this week Because payback is going to be tough um, Uh-oh, he's wandering towards the microphone
2: You forget, I know which button to push to shut you off Well, I know
0: that it could sound like No, I'm only kidding, he didn't do that No, um, But yeah, Mikey, it's that's good How was your lunch today, by the way? It was good, yeah. it was real good That Italian stallion that I got you yeah. I had to make sure I was running on E before I could take any of it. Yeah, that was a big, that was a big sandwich. Um, oh, a quick piece of email. Hey, Ron, would you recommend replacing the cluster for my 2005 Yukon XL Denali with a purchase through O'Reilly's or send it out to a nationwide repair shop? There are many online. Maybe you know a place I could send it to for repair. Thanks, as always. Frank from Pennsylvania. Frank, if O'Reilly's, if O'Reilly's Auto Parts can do an exchange for that cluster or repair it, I would go with O'Reilly's simply because you know they're, they're a name, all right? And it's 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 we want to deal with people that we know who we're dealing with, okay? We're not looking for bargain prices on auto repair. We're looking for quality because that's what it's all about. The, the 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 price you pay for something the first time long long evaporates from memory when you have to go and do it a second time and a third time. So if you can pay if you pay a little bit more, but you're getting quality you know what, that's where you want to go. And if you've got a relationship with your local O'Reilly auto parts, by all means, um, I would encourage you to do that. Individual, independent rebuilders are getting fewer and further between. They're, they're really starting to evaporate and disappear at a very fast pace. Uh, by the way, that 2005 cluster, the problem with those was the little servo motors on the back of the gauge cluster for the individual uh, individual gauges. So if O'Reilly's has got a uh, remanufactured unit available, by all means, let them do it and you get a good warranty with it too. I'm sure you can find more information about it at o'reillyauto.com. I'm Ron Anini and the car doctor reminding you the mechanics aren't expensive, they're priceless.